If you like moving art, you may also like another NLP podcast we have called Radio DDC. It's a series where we look into stories from the National Library's collections. Radio DDC is now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to moving art. Welcome to Moving Art, where we explore topics and themes related to the field of the performing arts. Whether it's film, theater, music or dance, I hope there's something here that appeals to you. Hi, I'm Melissa Kawasoe, and I'm from Singapore's only public performing arts library, the Library at Esplanade. This is the second installment of a four-part film talk series in which I'll chat about various topics in film, ranging from genres to fun facts about the one invention that changed the way we look at mass entertainment in the 20th century. Close your eyes and imagine this. You're playing a game of hide-and-seek in a dimly lit park with a group of friends and you're it. 18, 19, 20, ready or not, here I come. You're walking all alone, no one's in sight. It's quiet and still. Heard that? You walk towards the sound. It's got to be Pam for sure, she's always the first to be found. You creep quietly up to the big rain tree in front of you. Found you! Did that scare you? Fear is probably the most primal of all emotions. We have evolved to be on guard whenever we hear abnormal sounds. Despite this, the courageous folks among us still enjoy cowering in a dark cinema sometimes with hands over their eyes, all ready for a good jump scare, usually followed by a sheepish laugh or giggle. Horror movies is what we're going to be talking about today, and here's a breakdown of a few types of horror movie subgenres that you might be familiar with. Psychological horror focuses on the delicate balance of mental sanity, leaving us wondering what is real and what is pure madness. 1991's The Silence of the Lambs is an enduring example of psychological horror. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? Lambs. I was screaming. They were slaughtering the spring lambs. And they were screaming. Next, we have found footage films, in which the footage mimics that of a homemade movie to induce a sense of documentary realism. Reinforcing this is the premise that the recording is retrieved after the owner meets an untimely demise, with the fateful event captured through shaky camera work. The most famous example of this is 1999's The Blair Witch Project. Josh! I'm downstairs! Come on! Then, there is slasher horror, 
in which the monster is a psychopath out for bloody murder. Unlike psychological horror, the crime and victims' reactions are the selling point of these films. Movies such as 1997's Halloween and 1984's Nightmare on Elm Street also gave us terms like Scream Queens and pop culture icons like Freddy Krueger. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Finally, there's supernatural horror, which focuses on monsters from beyond the veil. Figuring out the nature of the threat and how to defeat the ghosts and demons make up the bulk of the fear and tension in the movie. Supernatural horror classics would include 1973's The Exorcist and 2005's The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Emily, can you hear me? As much as storyline is important in all films, for horror films, the main star of the show is sound. It sets the mood for the scene, it suggests how events will unfold, and it helps to evoke fear and suspense. The changes in volume and frequency of sound alert us of changes in our environment. The psychology of sound is what audio produces and composes utilize when editing or designing a movie's soundtrack. To be more precise, they play around with diegetic and non-diegetic sound to create the ultimate horror movie experience. Diegetic sound, which is also commonly referred to as actual sound, is sound where you can identify the source on screen. The sound of coffee being poured into a mug, the unlocking of a door, explosions, and whispers. Diegetic sound creates a base in reality for the audience. Footsteps transiting from sand to concrete paths, water flowing from a shower head or tap, these sounds that we all know and can easily identify maintain the realism. We rarely think about it, but if the scene is set up to sound and feel real to us, it makes the danger all that more credible. Non-diegetic sound, also known as commentary sound on the other hand, is sound without an inferred or visibly identifiable source. Examples include voiceovers, narration, and theme music. Like the perpetrator, non-diegetic audio creeps in, totally unbeknownst to the victim, before non-linear sounds, like an increase in rhythm or pitch, cue impending doom. This is where our fight-or-flight instincts kick in, and we hold our breath knowing that the victim is in for a surprise. Now that you get the gist that the sound is what makes a good horror movie, let's explore the differences between American and Asian horror movies. Starting with somewhat stereotypical differences, American horror films tend to go for the shock factor. Blood and gore is commonplace, and they are a lot more direct about scaring the audience. 
They count on jump scares or fast-paced orchestral scores to do so. Here's an example from 2016's The Conjuring 2 of the Valak painting scene. If you haven't watched the movie before, The Conjuring 2 is the second installment of The Conjuring series, directed by James Wan. It's about paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren who are summoned to London to ascertain if the alleged demonic possession of a child is a hoax or the real deal. Children are also commonly featured in American horror storylines, and they're often included in the soundtrack for extra eeriness. Remember this from 1980's The Shining? Come and play with us. Or this one from 2017's version of It. Bill, if you'll come with me, we'll float too. George. I saw something. A clown. Yeah, I saw him too. Although there is a wide variety of American horror movies that cover all the subgenres you can think about, movies about werewolves, vampires, and zombies notwithstanding, most American horror films do tend to fall under the supernatural, psychological, and slasher subgenres. Asian horror films, on the other hand, are predominantly supernatural and psychological. This could be tied to how superstition and folklore are so deeply entrenched in Asian cultures. How many of us? Give funerals that take place in public spaces a wide berth, even if it means adding a few minutes to our journey. Or hire a feng shui master to determine the auspicious numbers for buying a new home or starting a business. Emotional ties also enter the foreground, as storylines tend to focus on the depth of the characters and their relationships. Family may even be depicted as part of the horror and becomes one of the compelling reasons to fight back. Since family and filial piety are an integral part of many Asian cultures, this resonates strongly with Asian audiences. Commercially speaking, most Asian horror films come from Japan, Korea, and Thailand. Notable Japanese examples include 1998's Ring, 2001's Suicide Club, and 2002's Dark Water and Juon. Popular Korean horror films include 2003's A Tale of Two Sisters, 2004's The Dollmaster, and 2018's Gonjiam, Haunted Asylum. And from Thailand, we have 1999's Nangnak, 2004's Shutter, and 2007's Alone. Even Singapore has produced a number of iconic horror movies as well, such as Kelvin Tong's 2005 The Maid, Chai Iwei's 2009 film Blood Ties, and Lee Tianjin's Bring Back the Dead in 2015. Here's an excerpt from the trailer of Bring Back the Dead, which is in Mandarin. In the clip, the mother of the dead boy asks to bring her dead child back to life through supernatural means. 
如果我不想让我儿子上路，我想让他回来，他可以做到吗？当然可以。你也肯定要这样做。2002's The Eye, a Hong Kong Singapore film directed by Danny Pang about a blind girl who gets a cornea transplant and ends up seeing more than what she bargained for, is also a film to note. There are altogether three remakes. One in Tamil in 2004, one in Hindi in 2005, and the last one in Hollywood in 2008. Here's a clip from the Hollywood version's trailer, starring Jessica Alba. Something's not right. There's nothing wrong with your eyes. I know you're scared. Don't be. Since we have covered the bases of what go into a horror film, and the differences between American and Asian horror, here are my recommendations for the scariest movies of all time. Let's start with the American classics. First of all, 1980s *The Shining*, starring Jack Nicholson. The story is about a family who moves into an isolated hotel, where a sinister presence drives the father into insanity and violence, while his psychic son. Sees horrific forebodings from both past and future. Little pigs, let me come in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. Fun fact: many of the scenes in the movie went over 100 takes because of Stanley Kubrick's very particular directing. So the exhausted and unhinged performances by the actors are the real deal. Up next is the Poltergeist series, about a home haunted by vengeful ghosts, which debuted in 1982. Left the bodies and you only moved the headstones. You only moved the headstones. <laughs> Urban legend has it that the movie is cursed, as four cast members died during and shortly after filming. Two of these deaths were highly unexpected and puzzling, which led many fans to speculate on the trilogy's eerie implications. And leaving the best for last is 1973's version of *The Exorcist*. If you haven't watched the seminal film yet, all I'll say is be warned. You'll never think of projectile vomit and walking spiders the same way again. The sun and the whole. <laughs> For more recent releases, I would recommend 2009's psychological horror film *Orphan*, about a couple who adopts a nine-year-old girl after losing their baby. Of course, the little girl isn't nearly as innocent as she appears. 2007's *Paranormal Activity*, 2012's *The Devil Inside*, and 2018's *A Quiet Place* are also worth checking out. *A Quiet Place* has an especially interesting take on horror because the absence of sound is the most haunting part about the whole film. We're so accustomed to hearing everything in movies, from the cocking of a gun to the susurration of hair being stroked, that watching this movie. Is a thoroughly unsettling experience. For Asian horror recommendations, 
Here are my favorites from Japan, Korea, and Thailand. Starting with Japan, the hit series Ring, also known as Ringu in Japan, from 1998, about a woman and her ex-husband who investigate a series of teen deaths caused by mysterious videotape. Things start getting ugly when their son becomes a victim. Here's an excerpt from the original trailer, which is in Japanese. In the clip, we are told of a mysterious videotape that has been circulating. Once you watch the video, you will receive a call. The voice on the other end then tells you that you will die in one week. Next up is 2001's Suicide Club. As Japan is plagued by a wave of seemingly unrelated suicides, police struggle to figure out what's causing the strange behavior. The film opens with 54 schoolgirls holding hands and happily throwing themselves under an oncoming train. Talk about setting the stage. And finally, 2020's Howling Village, which is based on a real location in Japan that you can hike to. Inunaki Tunnel and Village in Fukuoka Prefecture, allegedly one of the most haunted regions in the country. In this film, a young psychologist heads to the infamous Howling Village in order to find out her family's dark history. Enjoy the short excerpt from the trailer where a cordoned off payphone suddenly rings and the voice on the other end asks for help. From Korea, you have to catch 2016's Train to Busan, a story about survival against a zombie virus breakout, and 2003's Into the Mirror, where an ex-cop turned mall security guard tries to uncover the secret behind a series of mysterious deaths linked to mirrors. And finally, 2018's Gonjiam Haunted Asylum, which is about a crew of a horror web series arriving at an abandoned asylum building for a live broadcast. They encounter much more than they expect as they move deeper and deeper inside the nightmarish old building. My last four recommendations come from Thailand. We start with 2004's Shutter, where a young photographer and his girlfriend discover mysterious shadows in their photographs after a tragic accident. Next up is 2007's Alone, which is about a young girl who recently moved to South Korea to escape the guilt of being the only survivor following a separation surgery with her conjoined twin sister. This film has been remade three times in Tamil, 
Malayalam, and Hindi from 2012 to 2015. Creepy premise, right? Here's a clip from the Thai trailer where Ploy is seen walking along a beach alone but looks down to see two sets of footprints. She then mentions that she feels her twin, Pim, is with her. Twenty-eleven's La La Land was the number one film in Thailand in its opening week. The story follows an affluent family as they move to La La Land, an upscale housing development in the suburbs of Bangkok. Unfortunately for the new residents, the gated community is surrounded by dark energy and rife with terrifying paranormal events. Let's end on 2017's The Promise, which made quite the splash after its release, becoming the fourth top-grossing local film of the year. It follows two teenagers, Ib and Boom, who make a suicide pact in the wake of the 1997 Asian financial crisis. The catch is, only Ib follows through. 20 years later, when Boom revisits the building with a daughter, the result of her past actions returns to haunt them. Here's a clip from the trailer where the young teens are at the top of the deserted building. Ib asks Boom to promise to not let her die alone. Boom promises and Ib reaches for the gun to shoot herself. Horror plays on the audience's fear of the unknown, and sound has a huge role in delivering this experience. At the end of the day, audiences just simply want to be thrilled, to get that high, that adrenaline rush, but not too much or too little of it. It's got to be the right balance. And it's this controlled, specially choreographed terror that horror films excel at delivering that has us flocking to movie theaters. What are some of your favorite horror movies? As always, some of the titles I've mentioned are available for loan at our public libraries, so do check out our catalog for more details. There are also resources on films, including filmmaking, available at the library at Esplanade. Thank you for tuning into this part, and I'll catch you again in the next one. <laughs>